y'all. Welcome back to 512 FM. This is your host, Clarissa Nicole of 512 Studio. And we are recapping episode two of the new season of The Hills, New Beginnings. And I need them to do better as a whole. Um, But we will jump right into the episode. So the episode starts and you you see step high you see stephanie walking in looking like the amazing little barbie doll that she is and then you see misha and audrina and then you see spidey walk in and everyone's walking into this party that's stephanie's welcome back party and there's just you know little chit chat here and there spencer goes up to the table where stephanie is um after audrina kind of calls him over and they give each other a hug and then Spencer gives uh, Stephanie a hug and it's kind of awkward. You can see she's really anxious and then he hugs everybody else and then Heidi goes and gives everybody a hug and as she's reaching over to hug Justin Bobby, she accidentally, quote unquote, spills a drink on Stephanie and Stephanie looks very kind of flustered about it and Justin is sitting there saying, you know, don't worry about it. Don't let it get to you. And she's just like, this is, this is my table. Like she, I guess she felt like Heidi spilt it on her on purpose. I'm kind of mixed on that. It could have been an accident, but also I think that Spidey as a couple and as individuals are horrible people. So it could have been on purpose, but nonetheless, JB kind of just tells people to, you know, or tell Stephanie to like just channel and, and focus and Stephanie kind of calms down and she looks at Justin and she says tunnel vision and let's just say I already know off the bat what they're trying to do with this Justin and Stephanie situation and I'm not for it like I'm not falling for it I already know what's going on so anyway they cut to the next scene and Brody is at home. He's taking a bath, which should be its own spinoff in and of itself, and playing fetch with the dog. So he's got the window open. The dogs are outside. He's throwing the, the, do- the ball to them, like through the window, and then the dogs are coming back and giving him the ball. Then Caitlin walks in, and Brody's like, are you, are you, is this good mood Caitlin or bad mood Caitlin? And Caitlin asks, asked him when am I ever in a bad mood and they do a flashback of last week when she's saying that she's upset that Brody doesn't come home yada 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 then in his interview Brody talks about his freedom when he was single because they asked do you miss the single life and I mean he all but says yes but then he tries to say but he loves his little family with the dogs and with Caitlin and I'm like okay Sounds fake, but okay. It's just a lot of alluding, which is very unfortunate because I actually really, really like Caitlyn and as a human, and I want them to work out. So as attractive as I think Brody is, I don't want him to like be single and be apart from Caitlyn. I don't have any issues with Caitlyn as a human being. Uh, so then we cut back to the party, and Justin, Bobby, and Ardrina are talking, um, and and then Adrena says in her interview that it's kind of fun to try to rekindle an old flame. Look, this has been the same storyline since the OG Hills. I can't do it. I'm not 
dealing with it. And that is going to be my platform on Justin, Bobby, and Audrina, unless the stuff ends up being real. I can't, I can't deal with it. Uh, so they talk about, you know, his next show and he has one that's at Huntington Beach, I believe. There's some festival there that him and his band are playing at. And then they talk about how, like, she's missed a lot of shows. And they talk about how they used to go to shows together all the time. We know. We know. We watched the show. Like, this is nothing new. So they cut to Justin. And he talks about, in his interview, how he was staying in Hudson, Nicaragua. And after being on the show, he just needed to get away for a little bit. It was a four-day vacation or it was supposed to be for four days and it turned into three months and he kind of traveled the world and then he decided to come back because there were things he wanted to do like be a rock and roller hashtag bless (laughs) so they kind of cut back again to Justin Bobby and Stephanie and they're talking again they're trying to build the storyline of them getting together and then uh, I'm sorry no to add to the Justin Bobby and Stephanie storyline that they're trying to build up, they cut to Misha and Stephanie who are talking on the couch. Uh, and Stephanie's like, I haven't had a boyfriend in two years. And Misha's like, well, we need to we need to find you a boyfriend. Now, I don't know if Misha's in a relationship, so I just kind of find it funny, or if she had just gotten out of one and it was that crazy revenge porn situation. So then Brandon talks to Brandon Lee, who's who has become a favorite, talks to Spencer about Stephanie and their relationship. And Spencer is a jerk and saying that she's not relevant to his life, that she lives all the way in London, which is he doesn't even know how many thousands of miles away, but she's across the world and she's just not part of his life anymore. And then in walks Perez Hilton. I don't care what anyone has to say about Perez Hilton. I don't care what they have to say about him now. I don't think he's changed. I don't think a leopard changed its spots. And we will get into it a little bit later as proof as to why I don't think that he's changed. But I hate the fact that this isn't, Spencer doesn't have any relationship to Stephanie. I mean, it doesn't have a relationship with Stephanie whatsoever. But Spencer thinks it's okay to bring Perez Hilton around a group, like somebody that's had real issues and real beef with them. Like, it's very shady, and I see right through it at the very beginning. So, anyway, Perez Hilton walks in like the dark spot of life that he is, and he talks about how he has been trying to like clean his karma and that's why he wanted to apologize to Misha, uh, wanted to extend an apology apology to Misha Barton. If you guys don't know, back in the early aughts when Perez Hilton really started out, he was very rude and fat shaming. He would would out people, which is a huge, first of all, you're a jerk for wanting to out people, but as a gay person, why do you feel the need to out somebody else is beyond me. But of course it was just for the money, which Audrina says a little bit later. So let me not get ahead of myself. Um, 
Misha talks in her interview about how she needs to stop running away and start to confront the issue because she's so used to running away. And Audrina goes with her uh, to confront Perez Hilton, who's now at this time sitting on the couch with Stephanie. And boy, I didn't know what Misha Barton was going to bring to this table. But honey, Misha was like, look, he just just calls him out, calls him out, not just on behalf of herself, but everybody else that he's in, he's he said a lot of stuff about. He talks about the body shaming and the and the outing of people, like I mentioned earlier. And she, he keeps saying that he wants to apologize and she's like look it's just hard for me to trust you because you really want me to just forgive you and and i just don't know if i can accept your apology and he was saying that he knew it was wrong while he was doing it but he just kept doing it and audrina was like because of the money Audrina's like, I'm getting my little two cents in here too because you keep referring to me as sailing eyes and I'm not a fan. So Perez just said if he could go back in time, he would change it. He would change all of it. And Misha's just sitting there like, "Mm mm-hmm, sure. And he said on his kid's life, he would, he swears he would go back and and he would change everything. And Misha is not having it. She's not accepting it. She doesn't want to hold it. She doesn't want to try it and then, you know, return. Nothing. She's not giving this man an ounce. And I stand. And I stand, you know. And Perez gets all pissed off. And this is how you know he hasn't changed. Perez gets all pissy. And he was like, wait a minute. And waves his hand in her face saying, I'm just sitting here swearing on my children's life and is mad that this girl does not want to forgive him. And then he huffs off. And Misha's just like, Misha's just like, hmm, exactly. And she's very proud of herself and I'm proud of her too. So they all go back and they go, they leave and Audrina's just super proud of her for standing up for for herself. We're all proud of you, girl. Like, you go, girl. You did the damn thing. So then it pan back to Whitney and she's telling, she's asking Stephanie if they've ever, if she's talked to Spencer yet. And Stephanie says no and what encourages her to go and talk to him in the, it, because at least at the end of the day, she can walk away with being the bigger person. And Stephanie's like, I'm always the bigger person, but okay. So she goes, um, she goes off and talks to, talks to Spencer, kind of just makes small talk with the, whatever group of friends he's sitting with. They, he ends up leaving them. They go talk kind of in a corner or stand somewhere else and Spencer says in an interview that Stephanie is a very powerful spirit which okay I'll give it to her and he he wants to be on the right side of that powerful spirit because if you're on the wrong side then there's hell to pay but he likes to talk a lot and I'm just like okay um so it's small chat small chat it's pretty awkward and um you know, he Spencer's like it's a cool party. Stephanie's very surprised that he and Heidi came, 
And then it cuts to Brandon Lee talking to Heidi and said, what's going on between you and Steph? And Heidi claims that it's Stephanie's fault and everything is Stephanie's problem, that they've tried, that her whole family's tried. It's very manipulative gaslighting. I just don't trust Heidi. There's nothing in watching this that makes me go, you know what, maybe Spencer and Heidi have a point. So it's hard for me to really trust it. But... Um, so then they also talk to Whitney and the talking head and we find out that Whitney and Spencer and Stephanie all went to school together. So, or went to high school together, which is shocking because Whitney came out so normal. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not to say Stephanie's not normal, but I'm just saying that Pratt family has some issues. So Steph is trying to express that she's hurt that she found out about Gunner on her birthday while reading the Daily Mail. And it's not about her birthday. It's about finding out that there that her brother, that she's gonna become an aunt, and she didn't even find out until it was all over the Daily Mail. And Spencer is trying to make it seem like she's being self-centered, saying it's about her and it's on her birthday. Like, you're dumb. She can't help that the baby was born around her birthday that's not something she has control over and I think Stephanie might be having some kind of issues in terms of family and disagreements with family but it's not going to be because a child was born on her birthday I think if anything she would love that her nephew was born on her birthday but that's neither here nor there and he ends up calling her self-centered and and says you're not my family and then his friends come and escort him away. And Stephanie sits down and Heidi rolls up on Stephanie and she's saying in this in her interview that she has less of a filter and that she's um, she doesn't sugarcoat anything anymore now that she's become a mom. Which So she tells Stephanie, and we've done nothing but love you. We've done nothing but love you. <laughs> so they got to Brandon, because everybody's watching this fight play out. They got to Brandon Lee in his interview. He's like, I am 10 years younger than these people. I'm the most mature. But, you know, they're not boring because who wants to hang out with boring people? Look, Brandon Lee is the breakout star of this series. God bless him. Stephanie walks out of the party and Justin goes after her. He tells in his interview that Stephanie gets a bad rap about, you know, just like her personality. But... What she really wants is just to have a relationship with her family. Like, it's part of her little destiny, which I was like, I'm here for supportive JB. I'm here for it. I I am thankful. I open my arms to it. I love this. So they're talking, and then Misha and Audrina come out. They, they come to consult her, and they all kind of are just like, this has been a really rough night. Audrina suggests what we all suggest is to, you know, just cut yourself off. And Stephanie, baby girl, if you ever listen to this podcast, it's okay to cut yourself off from toxic family members. I know they're family and you're supposed to be the closest to them in theory, but if they bring you down and bring your mental down, and I don't know who else needs to hear this, but if your family is bringing you down, is negatively impacting your life, You have every right to walk away. You do not have to stay around. You do not have to mend fences and try to sew patches together to fix a relationship. It's not worth 
into your mental health. And these people, in my opinion, are gaslighting to try to make themselves look good. This is their redemption tour. And what they're doing is they're trying to prey on you, Stephanie, because we know about your public troubles and stuff in the past that was 10, 12 years ago. Most of us are not judging you because of that. And the people that aren't judging you, just keep yourself around them. That's that's my PSA for you and anyone else struggling with family tragic, toxic environments. Misha and Audrina walk away. They tell Stephanie and JB to have a good night. Stephanie is also really liked what Justin did. Like he kind of stepped aside, let Audrina and Misha have their moment, you know, and talking to Stephanie. They gave each other a hug. You can tell he was just kind of like, I'm gonna chill back here, let you guys do whatever. Justin just seems very chill. And I'm really, I'm really here for his very chill behavior. Then Justin comes back, kind of steps back in and talks to Stephanie and says, do you think that Spencer's in there crying? Like, no, like he's, he's probably in the car pissed, but he's not crying. So don't worry about it, you know? And, and Stephanie's like, right, don't ever cry over someone who wouldn't cry over you, which I'm pretty sure is a Lauren Conrad saying that was scripted for her to say in season four. But I know I've heard it before, and I know I've heard it on the hills, and I feel like it was a Lauren thing. The next morning, Whitney, Audrina, and Misha go on a, on a hike, and they kind of talk about what happened the night before. Misha standing up to the Who from Whoville. Whitney then talks about in her interview how trying to find a balance between working and motherhood is never like a, it's not a, a singular thing. It's different every day. We find out that she's a creative director for an eco-friendly housewares line. They cut to Spencer. He's laying on this table doing some crystal healing to bring him love and light and whatever else. Listen, Spencer is such a terrible person that you could put a boulder on him. And I said this on Twitter last night, you could place a boulder on him. He ain't gonna get right. Jesus Christ himself could come from wherever he is and backhand him multiple times. And this fool is still going to be evil because it's just deep rooted in him. He is, I can't stand the little baby boss, the little dude, but neither here nor there. Whitney is talking with Misha and Audrina and they're talking about the hardest thing at the party was the fight between Stephanie and Spencer. And she was like, you know, I don't know really who started it because it's, you don't know if Stephanie could have said something to set Spencer off or Spencer said something to set Stephanie off, which fair enough. It's a fair enough assessment because we're watching everything. She's only seeing one part. So I'm not gonna go, there's no reason to like be pissed about, about it with Whitney. And again, it just seems like Everybody that's been around them has known that there's been family issues and drama from the beginning. So this is deep-rooted within the Pratt household. I wish the other sister, by the way, would talk. Like, I wish she would just break her silence and just be like, listen. But, of course, she won't. So Heidi is talking to Spencer after he's finishing getting his crystals aligned or whatever. So Heidi talks about how it's challenging because... You know, you want to be there for Stephanie and, and you analyze, like, well, what is it that she did wrong to make Stephanie react that way? And all I can do is really pay attention to how this plastic surgery has frozen certain aspects of her face. So she's trying to move and talk and it's just not, it's not working for her. 
Then we cut to the next scene and JB is driving. He's on the phone and he wants to, he calls Stephanie and asks if she's home so he can stop by and check in on her. And he talks to the camera in his interview about how you can tell that some, you know, people can go into a dark space after something like that. And he wanted to catch her before he got in that dark space. You guys, listen. I know that we're supposed to hate Justin Bobby from 10 years ago, but this is not Justin Bobby 10 years ago. And I just think it's super sweet. Not in a, like, I think it's romantic way. I think it's super sweet to notice that and to say, like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to check in on you. I want to make sure you're okay. I stand. Anyway, so he goes over and ask if he's okay ask if she's okay and it says is this a good time do you want some alone time and Stephanie's like no no you're good and they're sitting at the table and they're talking and she talks about how like she just went away to Santa Barbara so I'm questioning the filming of this because I assumed it was the night before or like the night after or the day after but she said that she went to Santa Barbara to go to her parents house so I'm confused about the timing and all of that. Little things that the hill slipped. Then they talk and she said that she needs a song and calls Justin a songbird and says, write a song or sing a song to me. And he basically just sings about this girl that went to London. I'm not doing it, but this girl that went to London, she came back to California and some stuff happened and like ends the song there. And she's like, that's it. That's it. It was a very, very cute moment. And in the interview, they she talks about how she loves Justin Bobby and that, like, that she really likes him. Again, MTV, I know what you guys are shaping up to be. I think that you have to look at the fact, or I'm looking at it in a sense that Stephanie doesn't really have family right now. And Stephanie in LA, it's very hard for her to be back. And so for people like Frankie, for people like JB, especially like the guys that could easily side with Spencer, for them not to, and for them to at least check in on her and stuff, I think that means so much to her. And I think people are going to try to read that as being romantic. And it's not romantic. It's, I think it's just, oh my God, I love that this, these people care for me because in LA, I've associated this place as a place where no one cares. And I think she's starting to see something else. That's my truth. I am willing to change that truth. Should I, should that come up in a few episodes? We get to Frankie and Brody and they're going to Brandon Lee's house, which is a really nice home in Malibu that we saw in the first episode. Brandon Lee's friends are also invited. They're Steve McQueen's grandson. They're Shaquille O'Neal's son. And then there's another guy. I didn't really catch who it was. So they're sitting at the table, they're talking, they have somebody, uh, Brandon Lee has somebody cooking dinner for them. And you can tell he just moved in, boxes are there. He doesn't really have any living room furniture. And I tweeted, baby, where's your furniture? Not realizing that clearly he had just moved in. So they're sitting around the table and Frankie starts the conversation and you know, just asks the guys, what's it like to have famous dads? And do you feel like you have to live up to them and their expectations? Shaquille O'Neal's son, and I'm sorry, I forgot his name. He said, you know, for me, it was just like, are you going to play ball or not? You know, Brandon Lee talks about how he didn't really have limits as a child, which sounds cool, but was actually pretty destructive for him at a younger age. 
uh, like he was always offered alcohol and they were like go on down it down down this whole bottle your dad would his dad being motley crew tommy lee but he talks about and which i really love just that he talked about how he's sober because he's like you know if you can drink drink do it get effed up it's fine but i can't do it and i realized that me and alcohol just don't go together and he was talking about how he would drink he would get really crazy keep it together around brody which by the way brody would say that he and brandon lee would run the streets together and i'm like but brandon is 10 years younger than you so but i don't care i don't i don't need to know those stories but he was talking anyway brandon lee was talking about how he he would do all these things and go really crazy when he was with when he was be drinking alcohol, staying up for like six hours afterward. And he just realized that he had to get a hold on it in his life because he was always feeling regretful. Like shout out to you, Brandon, for understanding your limits at 22 years old when most people are just starting to drink. And I think that's amazing to put that sobriety message out there for yourself. Um, We also will meet Jason and his wife, Ashley, which we'll talk about in in a little bit. But I like these sober messages. Then they talk about, uh, they talk about Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. And I, again, will always preface this by saying that I, if I'm saying this wrong, it's not to be disrespectful or to be transphobic. I'm trying to translate the conversation and be super respectful of the whole transgender pronouns and tell the story the way that Brody told it because I really want to tell it from his eyes but I'm also trying to be respectful so Frankie mentions Caitlyn Jenner as I said before and in in the way Frankie says it is you know and your dad was like the was a detactalon detactalon y'all I'm sorry I can't say the word but basically before Caitlyn transitioned she was in the Olympics as we all knew in the late seventies, I believe, and would do track and very just intense sporting things. (laughs) And then Brody talks about how, you know, he didn't really have a relationship with Bruce in that, you know, there were graduations that, that were missed and birthday parties that were missed. And then he, when, Caitlin, before transitioning, got married to Chris. They were all, you know, Caitlin, before transition, was all about the Kardashians. So there really wasn't a relationship. Brody, later on, was trying to build that relationship with Bruce. And then, ta-da, in a very respectful way, Bruce decided to become Jaitlyn, become, I'm sorry, become Caitlyn and transition. And Brody mentions that, you know, she's happy and she's living her life, but he also recognizes that the relationship, the not to expect any type of relationship with Caitlyn now. So it seems as though, and again, I'm so sorry for, I'm, I'm trying to be super respectful and tell the story from the point of view of Brody. I don't know a lot about people who have had a parent that's transitioned especially so much later in like adult life I don't know if it would be easier as a child or not I I have no clue I I not that stuff I'd have to read about but I 
do commend this conversation happening because I don't know, he could have shut it down and that would have been his right to. Maybe that's something that's too personal he didn't want to talk about, but he talked about it. I can tell that Brody is hurt, not by the transition. I think that Brody is more hurt by the neglect of that second parent being in his life and the fact that he feels as though, and it looks as though, he was never a priority. Him and and his brothers were never a priority because of being part of this Kardashian clan. So again, shout out to Brody for for talking about that and, and and mentioning it. And then this is kind of where I think the show goes a little bit a little bit boring. Uh, we got to Audrina in her in her bathroom and this close up of this voluminous mascara that's definitely a play for the show. It's sponsored by CoverGirl, if we didn't know, and she's getting ready to go to this party but before that there she's I'm sorry before that she Heidi and her friend are in the back and they're talking and she's saying that Justin has ghosted again and it's just kind of like okay well y'all aren't dating and she seems very disappointed but it's like Audrina this is season this is peak season three Audrina we need to get a better storyline this is why I don't want them there because it's the same thing blah 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 Justin disappeared Justin ghosted well okay he did and it sucks don't be so sad and disappointed by it keep going so she's getting set up on a blind date Ashley Waller Jason Waller's beautiful wife kind soul is setting Audrina up with someone she knows and thinks that it might be a really good match so she's talking a little bit about that and then um, it cuts to Jason. So Jason and Ashley are in the bath or in the kitchen, and they're uh, Ashley's cooking dinner. Or they're cleaning up the kitchen or something like that. And they we kind of get to know who they are. They've been together for nine years, and they've been married for five. They have a cute little girl named Delilah, and like the song by Plain White Tees. <laughs> they have a cute little girl named Delilah. We talked to Jason about. Uh, just kind of his journey of him always being drunk and always being high and being on drugs, going, being arrested 19 times and didn't realize it was 19 times. He, him going in and out of rehab 12 times before he was able to really try to get it, you know, to be on a sober path. And then he talks about how he, how much he really loves Ashley. And it was the first time he was able to feel emotions in a relationship because he wasn't on drugs and he wasn't on alcohol and it's just super sweet I stand them so hard I want nothing but the best for them uh, because he's in such a good place right now with the cutest little girl but anyway so they are getting ready to go to Huntington Beach to meet up with Justin apparently Justin and Jason hung out a lot um, and partied together which was never I don't understand now nothing makes sense we will but that's a whole conversation for later. So they go to Huntington Beach. They go back to Audrina, who's getting ready. She calls Justin, and she was like, oh, before, you know, I just want to see what the plan is. And so Justin says, well, uh, you can park in my garage, and then we can walk to the festival together. And she was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just meet you there then. And he was like, all right, cool. Now, then Audrina in her interview gets upset because it's hot and cold, and I guess she expected him to pick her up. But here's the thing. 
if his band is, is playing at this festival, if I, if I remember correctly, and the festival is across the street from where he's staying, why would he drive two hours to come get you? Y'all aren't dating. So why would he drive two hours to come get you and then get stuck in traffic to this festival and be late when you could have just gotten a ride to his house or driven to his house and then y'all could have walked together. See, they're making a big deal and trying to make a plot out of something that's not a plot. That would have been common sense. It makes sense to me logistically. Why didn't you just take him up on that offer, Audrina? I don't know, because we gotta be dramatic with these with these situations. So anyway, Justin is there. He's kind of in this VIP area. Jason and Ashley come up. Jason has on a shirt that says, make love, not meth. <laughs> I mean, true, but okay. <laughs> and they're talking and Jason's like, why didn't you go pick up Audrina? You're supposed to pick up Audrina, man. And again, it's so cool just to kind of see him like super sober and not being... I don't know. There's just, it's just a calmness. I appreciate Ashley introducing this calmness and Jason accepting it. And then we see Audrina walk up and they're talking and then he, they go to another VIP area and Audrina's sitting there and she's cold. I, I'm sorry, I'm getting this part mixed up. So they're talking and they're talking about shows and all this other stuff. And there's an acoustic set that's coming up. I really hope we get to hear Justin sing this acoustic set. I will, I will die. I just, there's a thing about guys that sing acoustic with their guitar. I will die. Anyway, so, so then Adrena starts talking about how they're being how she's being set up by Ashley and Jason and Ashley's also acknowledging the fact that Jason really you know really cares about Audrina talks about the motorcycle she's hilarious I think she's like this common the common sense vibe she's kind of just this real element to the show her Brandon Lee I feel like what we get now Brandon Lee knows that the ladies love him and he loves that whatever he's 22 let him be 22 I think Ashley is probably one of those people that we would meet in real life that would be this, like, the way that we think she is on the show is how she is in real life, which is nothing but positive things. So I, again, I stand for her. I stand for her, for her family. Anyway, so they're talking, and then Andrena brings up the fact that they're setting her up, they being the Wallers, set, are setting her up with this guy and Justin's like, well, what's his name? What's his number? You know, whatever. Kind of acting a little jealous, but not really. And Audrina thinks that she's making Justin jealous. I hate this plot. I know I've said it a thousand times. I'm saying it a thousand and one times. I hate the JB Audrina plot. And then Andrina's sitting there and she's cold. And he was like, do you want a jacket? Like, let me go get you a jacket. So Justin goes and gets her a jacket. And it's cute. And it's super sweet. And this is the content that we came here for, right? It's still sweet. As much as I hate the JB and Audrina thing, I just love how I think we're seeing Justin be a gentleman and not just this F boy. Um, and then the show ends and that's it for the, for the show. The next week, we get a little preview of the guys at a hangout, and Brody's pissed because I guess Brody's not drinking, and Spencer 
is saying that Caitlyn is making him not drink anymore, which can we just be honest? If Caitlyn is saying, look, you need to calm down on your drinking and Brody decides to take that advice, then so be it. I mean, whatever. I don't know why it's a big deal to Spencer. So, you know, that's what we're getting next week. I'm sure there's more to that. You know, again, just kind of to wrap up a lot of things. I don't know how I feel about the season still. I know that we're in the second episode. I will say that the things that stood out to me the most was Misha Barton sticking up to the who of Whoville. She needed to do that. She depended, like, she needed to get that out of the way. If you, again, were part of the early aughts, you know, which is early 2000s, you know that he really gunned for her terribly and just mean. He's just a mean, vile person. Um, I appreciate the conversation at Brandon Lee's house at the dinner table. Everything from kind of the expectations of being a celebrity's child to, or, you know, son to, to Brandon Lee talking openly about needing to stay sober. I need more Ashley and Jason because I just do. And I, I, whatever JB is selling, I'm buying it. I'm buying multiples of it. I stand very hard for JB. Um, my, Mr. George of the jungle, you are attractive I wish you didn't smoke, but whatever, 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 you know. So that's it for this episode of The Hills. I'm still, you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to keep at it, but, you know, I still don't know if there will be a season two yet. So hopefully the roller coaster will go up on this ride. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to message me at 512fm at gmail.com. That is the word five, the number 12fm at gmail.com. And I promise you I'm dropping a non-Hills related episode this week. So stay tuned for that as well. And I will talk with you guys later.